another day, another dollar makes you wonder where your money went. You can Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world and the changing times and the things that we can all do to live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. Dictated is almost always the case during my 50-mile commute between Arlington and Frisco, Texas. It's 40 degrees. It is clear skies. It is a beautiful Friday morning, and I'm on my way to my office. I wish I was staying home, folks, doing a show and going out and starting to do some more work on my raised beds for the coming planting season. But no, I'm off to work just like you. That's what I try to bring this show to you as a normal, average, everyday guy that's just like you. Um, today what we're going to talk about uh, based on feedback from you guys so if you guys don't like the economy stuff I'm sorry, majority rule here I gave up three options I said I'll do them in the order that they're voted on uh, one was making beer and mead and that one, and I did it yesterday and number two came in at the $836 billion stimulus package that uh, the House just passed yesterday and the Senate will probably pass by oh, the middle of next week and uh, everybody on the news is talking about that came in second, choosing a defense Defensive weapon for the home came in third. So we'll do defensive weapons on the third. Uh, we'll do it in third in a row, I'm sorry. So we'll do that on Monday. We'll do that show. Um, before I get into today's show, though, I do have a few things to do. Number one, uh, I promised you today that we would be giving away tactical slings. Uh, these are two-point tactical slings. Uh, if you own something like an AR or another tactical weapon, they're great for that. Uh, slung one way, and if you are a hunter that uses a sporting rifle, they are great, done another. Uh, I have my review up on the site, it just isn't published yet, because I had to do some final editing. Uh, but I just took one squirrel hunting, and it was absolutely freaking phenomenal using this sling. So that's where you have a chance to win today, uh, from John Willis at SOE Tactical Gear. The code word, and let me, before I give you the code word, because people will screw it up if I don't explain this again. This is how you play the game. These are the rules. If you violate them, your, your entry is thrown out. One, you must be registered for the contest and have agreed to tell other people about the show. If you have not entered the contest yet, you must do so on the survivalpodcast.com by clicking on listener appreciation contest before you do. Once you are in the contest and you on your honor are telling other people about the show, you wait for a day like today. When I tell you the code word, you put the code word in nothing else in the subject line. You do not code word XYZ in the subject line. You put, if it was XYZ, just XYZ. You send me an email. In that email is your name, first and last. The email address that you use to enter the contest, so I can verify you as an entry. And if you are smart, you send me your shipping address. Because I've had people win, and I've emailed them back and said, hey, give me your shipping address. You won. And spam filter technology has overdone its job, and they do not get their prize, and I give it to somebody else. So the best thing you can do is include your shipping address. That way, if you win, I will just have my wife this weekend send you one of your slings. All right, so what is the code word? Code word? SOE sling. SOE is one word, all capital. SOE. That is how John brands his company. SOE. And then the second word is sling. Do it that way. Send it in. I am giving away a sling to respondent number 20. 
And respondent number 130, so Dan Tanner, yes, you do have an opportunity to win. 130 probably will not come in until very late in the day. And I'll make a commitment to you guys. If 130 wins before 5 o'clock, the next contest I do, I will go even higher. All right, so that knocks the contest out. Again, I want to throw a shout-out for the guys in Region 3 that are putting together a massive regional event. Uh, if there's any way you can get to it, please come on by. Uh, go by the forum, check out Region 3's board, and you'll see everything about what they're doing. It is going to be really cool. I am going to be there. It should be a lot of fun. I kind of picked on Dan Tanner, who's one of our moderators and one of my fellow Texans yesterday, uh, because I said, you guys down here in, uh, in Region 5 in Texas and Oklahoma, etc., are you guys going to put something together? And Dan put crickets or something like that after it. So uh, I picked on him, and he kind of said, well, you know, I'll kind of help get this together, but I need some assistance. Dan, don't think I'm trying to... You know, make you uh, make you captain the ship here or nothing. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, I was just picking on you for saying crickets. Uh, cause you didn't give people very long to respond. Anyway, um, if you guys would like to do a regional event in Region 5, please get on the Region 5 board and start coordinating with each other. I will help out. I'll do what I can, but I can only do so much. Uh, I'm a pretty busy guy. I spend, you know, uh, at least several hours a day just to be able to produce this show. Uh, so I can only put so much more time into coordinating events, but I make you a promise, you do it somewhere in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, somewhere like that, I'm going to show up, I'm going to be there, and I will be part of it, so, uh, you know, get with Dan and see if maybe everybody can take a little piece of it and put something together, I do advise you, don't do it in April, don't do it in May, look at June or July, um, because you want to spread it out a little bit from Region 3's event, you'll probably get some of the guys to go to that one to come to yours, if you put a little bit of space in between them, and look at doing like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, most people can shag at least one day off of work, and even if they can't, they'll show up on Saturday and they miss, you know, the first day, uh, and they're still happy to come by if it's uh, something they can drive in a day, so uh, if you guys are interested in that, let's, let's talk about getting that together. Alright, so uh, let's move into this uh, $836 billion or $850 billion or whatever godforsaken billion dollars of uh, pork that our government's put together. Now, what I'm going to do today... So I'm going to try to do this a little bit different than what I've been hearing, let's say, the uh, mainstream media do, which is they bring a few Republicans on that are pissed off, and they pound one or two items, uh, and they do it from a class warfare standpoint. One of them I'm going to talk about, it's basically a health uh, prevention portion of the bill, and this is the one you keep hearing, this is to treat STDs. And, and the, you know, the Republicans are saying, well, uh, how is... Uh, how is treating an STD prevention? Once you've gotten it, you're not preventing it, you're treating it. And, uh, you know, this is a class warfare thing, making people think about, well, the guy with the STD is probably the dope head living in the street or the prostitute or what have you. Um, I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm just saying let's not focus on the micro. Let's look at the whole damn thing and see how bad this really is. And let's realize that, this, this courageous standing up to the president that the House Republicans did was a complete no-risk effort for them. They put nothing into it. All they did was they all voted against it. Now, they knew it would pass anyway, all right? Uh, so they get it to pass, but they all get to say they opposed it. 
So let's not, I've heard these radio hosts and Mark Levin, call them up, tell them thank you. You know what, if you want to tell your rep thanks, that's okay. If your rep is the kind of guy that probably would have voted against this, um, you know, had it had a chance to fail, um, and a guy that consistently does that, then thank him because it was genuine. If you've got a rhino rep, don't thank the son of a gun. Really. All right. And I, I, I censored myself there because I haven't given a disclaimer yet about language. Um, sometimes you guys write me, a few of you anyway, and say, hey, you know, I wish you'd lay off the curse words or one particular curse word or anything. If you go back and listen to the last two, maybe three weeks of the show, you'll see that I didn't talk about anything like this. So I didn't get pissed off. So I didn't really curse, and I might have said something was a pain in the ass, but that would have been about it for about two weeks. You're going to hear some foul language today. And I wanted to point it out for a reason. I don't do it just because I can. I don't do it just because the Internet is uncensored. I don't just do it for shock value. I do it because I'm genuinely angry about something, and I want you to share and feel my anger. When I use profanity, it's because that's how I really feel. And it's not every other word. It's for effect. Alright? And there's a reason for that, and I want you to understand that today, because I dissect this thing for you, I'm going to tell you about something else that's going on, and I'm going to explain to you how these assholes are up to class warfare again. Alright? And how they're misdirecting you right now, and you don't even see it. What's going on right now is that Barack Obama is appearing before CEOs on Wall Street, chastising them for taking bonuses. Okay? You guys, you failed and we bailed you out and you guys took billions of dollars in bonuses. Alright? Now, is he saying, you know what, we're going to take the money back and you're not going to get it? No. Is he saying, the additional TARP funds that we're going to give you are conditional upon you not doing this again? No. He's wagging a finger at them. And you see a senator or two rumbling about it, right? The the Senate's not talking about this freaking stimulus bill right now, okay? So the Senate has time to throw a little extra ammunition in. Even McCain gets on board a little bit. It's it's, it's graceful. It's graceful. All right? What's this? This is the magician's hand waving around while his left hand is planting the corner in your ear so he can pull it out in a couple seconds. And what I mean by that, I want you to think about this statement I'm about to tell you. I've never heard this before. I came up with it last night as I was thinking about this. But the American people, specifically the voter, that is a lot of heavily concerned voter, but a little bit concerned, will occasionally pick the phone up and call a rep. Will remember what happened, and because he remembers, will change his vote in November. That guy, his attention span and intellect generally only allows him to be really angry about one thing at a time. Let's say that again. The semi-involved person who actually makes somewhat of a difference will call a rep, alright, will go out on a limb once in a while, does vote, We'll remember, this asshole did this, I'm voting against him next time, and we'll carry through on it. That guy, the guy that decides the election, the guy that doesn't always vote Democrat or Republican, he votes his conscience. He's busy working his ass off, and he only has time to be really pissed off about one thing at a time. So what do you do? When you're getting ready to piss him off with something you really shouldn't do, you make that thing sound as good as you possibly can, and then you take something else that doesn't matter, 
It doesn't really matter. It's not going to change that you're not going to do anything about. And you spin it in a way that pisses him off to no end. And he's thinking, I thought we had this thing for no golden parachutes. What the hell is this Goldman Sachs guy getting $100 billion bonuses for all his executives? What the hell is going on? And all the while the Congress is passing this piece of crap that I'm about to tell you some of the items in. Never forget that you're being played. You're being played by the Democrats. You're being played by the Republicans. Where did all this bailout bullshit start? George Bush. George Bush, at some level of Republican control in the House and the Senate, a little bit, still no super majorities for the Democrats. They started this. They put this forward. Very few Republicans really stood up against it back before the election. Back even before the inauguration. They didn't stand up then when they still had the ability to make an influence. They got behind the crap. They passed Stimulus 1. $850 billion the first time. All the money that went to these executives with the golden parachutes. And then the Obama administration and the new Democrats come in. They act like European socialists and they roll straight through and they keep doing it. And now we're supposed to look at our Republicans that are standing up against it supposedly and go, oh look at them holding the fort. They're not holding the freaking fort. If your rep didn't vote against the first bailout, he only didn't vote for this one because his little pet pork project wasn't in it too. Or because he knew it was he was better off politically to vote against it. Alright? If your rep voted against the first one, or your senator voted against the first one, I guarantee you they vote against this one and they're voting their conscience. Just don't forget, you're being played with this crap. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to hear more about these CEOs over the weekend. You're going to hear a bunch about it. And you're going to hear a tremendous positive spin. And the only thing negative you're going to hear about this stimulus bill is going to come from one or two senators, old men, that seem cranky and angry and bitter. And even if they're not, they're going to spin it so that when you look at it, you go, that guy's angry to Obama one. Obama's trying to save us. And an irrational person is going to go, Bush started this stimulus stuff. You know, I mean, they're both doing the same thing. And the guy's right. That's because it's all about socialism. One more thing before I give you the line items. So important to understand, folks. So important to understand. This is not the budget for the country. Alright? Now, it is almost the total of the budget. In other words, it basically doubles our spending in 2009. So this much money is already being spent. But this is the stimulus bill. Okay? This is a Additional money. This is $800 billion printed in the basement of the Federal Reserve, inflating the money supply for all this bullshit. Alright? So if you hear me say something and go, well, we should take care of education, or we should take care of veterans, or we should build the national parks, or whatever, understand, this isn't to fund that. This is not supposed to fund anything. This is supposed to revitalize our economy, provide us critical critical bridges and roads and infrastructure, create millions of new jobs, and give us energy independence. Remember, that's how this thing has been marketed from the beginning. Now, I'm not going to give you every line item, and I want to give credit to Firetoad on the forum. 
He put together an exhaustive list. I'll link to it from the show notes. You can look at it all and see what personally pisses you off the most about this. So I'm going to just give you some ones that I circled from a giant list of about eight pages that I printed off of this crap. Remember, bridges, roads, tunnels, creating jobs in construction and green energy, and giving the United States a step toward energy independence. That's how you've been sold this bill. That's what most people think it is. Okay? First line item. $4.5 billion for federal management and oversight of the funds. So the government's given them $4.5 sells $4.5 billion as a budget to watch the money be spent. Isn't this great? Oh, there's another $2.1 billion for the Office of the Inspector General for oversight activities relating to the Act. So another $2.1 billion on top of the first $4 billion to watch the money. So we're up to like $6.6 billion right now just to watch the fund. Uh, we need to pay some people too. So we got $25 million for salaries and expenses for the Government Accountability Act for oversight of the money. So another $25 million in salaries for people to watch the money be spent and keep track of it. Oh, we're not done yet. $14 million for new accountability and transparency board. So $14 million, supposedly, for them to tell us how they're spending this money. That is never going to happen. But it's another $14 million of your kids' money. All right. $209 million. That's for deferred maintenance of the Department of Agricultural Research. Um, do you know what agricultural research is code for? Grant to Monsanto, folks. Everything in the Department of Agriculture is directed, controlled, and dictated by Monsanto Corporation. Now, I can't go into exactly all the bad things about Monsanto, but go to my go to the site, thesurvivalpodcast.com, search for Monsanto, and you'll find out what I think of Monsanto and what these pricks have been doing to our food supply and how they've been poisoning our people for almost a hundred years. One of the most evil corporations in the in the world, and they own the department of Agriculture, and the Secretary of Agriculture under Bill freaking Clinton said that. He said, I couldn't do anything as a Secretary of Agriculture without approval from Monsanto. And so these Monsanto pricks are going to get, you know, what else are they going to get? $209 million there. $245 million for salaries and expenses for the purpose of maintaining and modernizing information technology for the Farm Service Agency. Modernizing technology for the Farm Service Agency. You know what I think that is? I think that's a way to make sure that we keep everything in a nice database so it's easier to track down and go after farmers who don't obey Monsanto. That's what this is, okay? So all you people that blame Bush Sr. for the work that he and Quayle did to unleash the Monsanto monster, they're taking care of him here. All right, the Democrats love Monsanto, too, because they're going to feed the world. All right. Um, so we'll get off Monsanto for a while. We're going to have $350 million for watershed and flood prevention operations for the Natural Resources Conservation Service. Now, I'll, say, I'll tell you what. At least that's a construction project. At least people are going to have to go out and do that work. It probably will be done by civilians. Most of them will probably be freaking illegal aliens, but at least it's a freaking job for somebody that's not already in the government. But $350 million? Remember, that's what the kind of stuff we're supposed to be doing with $800 billion. $350 million goes to that. 
It also makes me ask, did we appropriate hundreds of millions of dollars for flood prevention and improvement of a levee system in a little town called freaking New Orleans, Louisiana? Didn't the federal government give the state of Louisiana that money and say these levees suck, fixed them, and didn't the state of Louisiana misappropriate that money, piss it away, never improve the levee system, and then didn't the state of Louisiana turn around and blame Bush and the federal government for not fixing the problem, even though they were given the money to fix the problem? Is that the kind of thing that's going to happen with this $350 million freaking dollars? Probably. Uh, one billion for something called a periodic census program by the Bureau of Census. A billion dollars in the census is where they keep a head count of us. How many of us are there? How old are we? You know, how much money do we make? Where do we live? What's our race? What's our national origin? You know, head count. A billion dollars to improve the ability to count heads. Now remember, remember, so important. This is not the budget. It's the stimulus package. This is extra money. And when you hear something like a billion for the census, okay, you know what that means. That's an ongoing program. This is not a stimulus. That means that billion's coming back next year. A lot of these line items, important to understand, are becoming part of our annual budget now. Not a one-time stimulus. Not $700 billion to Wall Street and the money's gone and it's over and whatever happens, happens. $700 billion again next year and next year and next year. So this isn't the budget, but it's becoming the budget. <laughs> How about this one? $350 million for salaries and expenses for the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. You know, the guys that Barack Obama said he would go after for allowing wiretaps on Americans' phones, you know, they worked with the phone companies to do all that. Yeah, um, we're going to give those guys a $350 million raise in their salaries. How the hell is that a stimulus package? Where the hell do we stimulate by paying government employees more money? Remember again, this is not the budget. This is additional spending. It's so important. $600 million for accelerating satellite development and acquisition, acquiring climate sensors, a climate modeling capacity, and establishing climate data records for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. In other words, $600 million. That's 60% of a billion, to put it in perspective. To monitor our climate. What do you think the goal is there? To have government control of climate monitoring. Government, whoever funds, has control. Why do you think drug trials get pushed through? Because the drug companies fund them. Alright? There was an old, I can't remember who said this. I think it was an English statesman that said this. But the relationship when money is given from one party to another always puts the giver in a superior position because the hand giving is always higher than the hand receiving. So you can bet that Al Gore and his lackeys are going to be able to put anybody in there they want with their $600 billion to conclusively prove that we're having a global warming epidemic even though the planet's been cooling for the last 12 years. But remember, the global cooling is being caused by global warming if you can believe that bullshit. This is supposed to stimulate our economy? Sensors put out in the ocean to tell us what the climate's doing? Where do you think those sensors are going to be built? Do you think they'll be built in a nice, uh, you know, uh, circuit assembly factory in somewhere like Texas or California? You bet they'll be built in frickin' China. Alright? 400 million for science. 
by the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. So $400 million is going to NASA to build a probe to go look for something that we don't need right now. Alright? $50 million for cross-agency support by NASA. In other words, $50 million to make NASA able to better communicate with other agencies. What is NASA being used for right now by our governments? To try to back up claims about climate change and global warming. Cross-agency support. That $50 million is to help them communicate better with the $600 billion for climate collection. That's what that really is. See, though, this stuff's not being said on talk freaking radio. This stuff's not being said on Fox News. The, the angry senators coming out, oh, it's for STDs and for RAS at the National Line. Right? Something anybody can be upset. But they're not telling you the real truth, what's really going on here. So, how about $4.5 million for modernization of Department of Defense facilities? Make the military-industrial complex stronger. Remember, we spend about $800 billion on the, the, the military-industrial complex right now. That's the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Pentagon, all the contractors, everything that goes with it, $800 billion. Let's throw another $4.5 billion in there. $18.5 billion for Department of Energy Efficiency Renewable Energy Programs. How a freaking hallelujah, folks! How a freaking hallelujah! Renewable Energy Programs. $800 billion to help give us energy independence. 18 of the 800 will go to energy efficiency, renewable energy programs. And how much of that will be pissed away and wasted and not actually result in generating the freaking energy. See, we need to stop worrying about energy efficiency. If we want to generate more renewable sources of power, how about we start building some crap that freaking produces power. How about we took $18.5 billion and said, screw it. Screw it. $18.5 billion for renewable energy? Okay, pull whatever light bulb you want in your house. We're going to build $18.5 billion worth of solar panels, and we're going to put them any dadgone where in this country we can, and we're going to tie them into the grid, and we're going to stimulate the economy by lowering the, lowering the cost of energy. Because $18.5 billion, folks, would buy a shitload of solar panels. How about we do $9 billion worth of solar panels, right? Okay. $9 billion worth of windmills, tie all that crap into the grid, sell it to the energy companies that cost, require them to reduce the cost of energy to the consumer in return for getting the free green energy, turn it over to them, let them manage it, and give them a half a billion dollars as a starter fund for maintenance and upkeep of the system that we built for them and handed to them. Now, I'm not really for that program because I'm not for giving it to the private industry that easily. But it makes more sense than this pile of shit. All right, and we would actually, I know this is a stretch beyond words, we would actually be producing billions of kilowatts of energy from renewable sources that don't produce any pollution whatsoever. Right? And I'm not saying we should even do that. I'm just saying that's what they said they were going to do, but they're not doing it. $4.5 million for the Department of Energy Electricity Delivery and Energy Reliability Projects. Again, we're not generating power. We're making sure that the power that's there is made more reliable. I don't know about you. The last time I turned my freaking lights on, they came on. A billion for the Department of Energy advanced battery loans. So, you know those guys that want to build those electric cars, we give them loans to uh, work on their batteries. billion bucks. We're not totally opposed to that one since they're going to spend this damn money anyway. Eight billion. Eight billion to the Department of Energy 
for innovative technology loans. Okay, that's good. Innovative technology loans. There's just so much potential for abuse there, but at least it's in the right place. $2.4 billion to demonstrate carbon capture and the sequestration technologies by the Department of Energy. Carbon freaking capture. And, and what Firetoad wrote on his list was, what the crap is carbon capture? Give me a million and I'll pick up all the coal and put it in buckets for you. And I love that little sarcastic quip, but here's what it really is, folks. There's going to be pollution. So we're going to have to develop ways to capture the carbon back out of the atmosphere from your tailpipe. Again, what if we put that additional $2.4 billion and use it to build power generation facilities that make the clean freaking energy? Maybe $2.4 billion worth of wheels that run on tidal energy. You see, this country can start to produce its own energy with this money. That's what they told you it would do. Make jobs. Build bridges, build roads, enhance construction, create green energy jobs. But we're not creating green energy jobs in generation of green energy. We're creating green energy jobs in the research of green energy. You know how you learn? You do. You don't sit around and be all theoretical and screw off. If you want a rocket to go to the moon, you start building rockets and try to get them to the moon. And a bunch of them crash and burn, but sooner or later, one of them gets to the moon. All right? We want green energy. We need to start building production capacity. And as we build production capacity, and as the United States government says, you know what, we're spending $100 million on this project of solar panels, we want the best solar panels for our money. Then makers start busting their ass to build a solar panel that does more for less. And there the innovation comes from. Freaking basic economics 101, but no, we're going to ignore it. And remember, this is supposed to stimulate our economy and create energy independence. you got to remember that all through this pile of shit. And it just keeps going. And I'm not going to be able to even read all these. I've got to get some more in, though. $600 million for an energy-efficient Ford, our federal motor vehicle fleet. He's talking, when you hear all this about buying the government new cars, that's what this is. At least I hope they're going to be Chevys and Fords and Dodges. And if they're going to be Civics, I'm going to be pissed. $426 million for giving SBA loans. SBA loans, if you don't know, are small business association loans, or small business administration loans. They're the main way that small business people go out and secure funding to start small businesses. This is supposed to create jobs, and that really does create jobs. $800 freaking billion in incremental additional spending, the entire budget being doubled for all the crap I'm telling you, and only $426 million to loan to entrepreneurs to go out and create new jobs. Absolutely insane. And Firetoad points out uh, that it takes a 26-page uh, application to get your loan through. But the, uh, the green government car requisition form is one page. So if you want a new car for your department with the $600 million, you fill out one page. If you're a small business person that wants to set up a business and employ people and get off your dead ass and put your name next to the loan and be liable for it, 26 pages. $325 million for priority roads, bridge, and trail repair. And some other crap in there. But there's roads, $325 million of $800 million. Yay, we're finally doing it. $300 million for priority road and bridge repair replacement of critical uh, deferred maintenance projects. Another $300 million. So it's about $600 million on roads now. Yay. 
$1.7 billion for national parks construction. Okay. I'll give you that. That's part of our infrastructure system. That's probably a good thing as long as they don't use it to uh, hold up industry, which is probably what's going to happen, or protect some piece of wildlife that, you know, isn't really endangered. Because I am a conservationist, but I know these environmental wackos go overboard with everything. $200 million for revitalization of the National Mall. You've heard them talk about sod. $200 million worth of grass for the National Mall. That's what that is. Uh, $500 million for the Bureau of Indian Affairs construction. Bureau of Indian Affairs construction. I'll let it go. You think whatever you want about it. $8.4 billion for state and tribal assistance grants. Tribal assistance grants. The American Indian Tribal Assistance Grants Program gets $8.4 billion of this money, which is supposed to create jobs. $550 million for the Indian Health Services Facilities. Okay, again, this isn't the budget. This is stimulus. $4 billion for the Department of Labor for Training and Employment Services. Training and Employment Services, Department of Labor. That sounds like more government jobs to me. People working in the Department of Labor, but we're having less labor performed in the country because everybody's losing a freaking job. I mean, it just doesn't end people. And I'm only reading maybe 10% of this stuff. Um, $462 million for the Center for Disease Control for research and training. They might want to actually put a little bit more money there since we probably will have a pandemic flu episode sooner or later. $700 million for the cooperative effectiveness research of Medicare prescription program. $700 million additional for Medicare. This is supposed to create jobs. All right, Medicare is in deep crap. I understand that. It's got a $50 trillion hole in it. $700 million is a drop in the bucket of that hole. I understand that. But remember, you're being sold this because it's supposed to create jobs. This is not for taking care of the disadvantaged and old people who need prescription medication. And as Firetoad said, $700 million buys a shitload of $4 Walmart generic drugs. If we could simplify the process. $2 billion to the Office of National Coordinator for Health Administration Technology. Such things as work continued on advanced healthcare information enterprise integration. So $2 billion to make the national healthcare programs more based on technology and information sharing and allowing for the transport of large amounts of data between departments. You know what this line item said? You know what this said? before people got pissed off about it, prepare America for national health care. So, Fire Toad, you're right when you bitch about the enterprise integration, but you're missing what this really is. This is Obama's institutionalized, nationalized health care. This is getting us ready for that. $3 billion to establish a prevention and wellness fund. $3 billion to establish, and I want to explain to you how they play these games. Remember, uh, express TDs, that's what this is. And the Republicans saying if they're right, it's just, I think it pales in comparison to some of this other crap. $13 billion for education of the disadvantaged. 
the disadvantaged. You know what this is? This is sending more children to college that don't need to go to college. Because they don't have the grades to get there. And do you think that my son is going to be considered disadvantaged? Or your son or daughter is going to be considered disadvantaged? Alright, because they have to pay their own tuition and pay 45 grand for a college education? No. No, they're not disadvantaged. Alright, you're not disadvantaged enough. 13.6 billion for special ed. Not getting down on special ed. I'm just saying, how does this create jobs? How does this stimulate the economy? Alright? Investing in education is great, but again, this is not the budget, this is the stimulus package. More than $16 billion for student financial assistance. Okay? Student financial assistance translates to student loans, and that $16 million isn't getting loaned to our students. It's going to be used to continue to bail out people like Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, who are also in the student loan business, who are upside down. That money's not going anywhere near a child that's going to college. Not a penny of it. It's all going to bail out the people who loaned the money in the first place to the people that now can't pay it back because their degree is freaking worthless and they can't get a freaking job or they should have never went to school so they dropped out. That's where that money is going. $900 million for Social Security Administration expenses. $900 million for expenses in Social Security Administration. Not for old people. For administration. More government jobs. Okay? More government bureaucracy, more government waste. $224 million for some sort of U.S.-Mexico water quality program. I don't even know what to say. $800 million grant to Amtrak, a failed company that can't make a dime of profit. Uh, $5 million for public housing. So we're going to build $5 billion worth of projects. And I don't mean projects like, you know, a construction project. I mean projects like the projects that people live in, the things that destroy urban communities, that type of thing, where we build these beautiful uh, structures and we give them to people that don't have to pay a dime for them and don't have to do any work to maintain or do anything for their upkeep so they destroy them. And uh, if you tried to live there and you were making $9 an hour, they would tell you that you're too wealthy uh, to qualify for this type of housing. Uh, but if you if you make no money at all and you're useless and worthless, uh, they'll give it to you. And I know there's some people that live in the projects that are trying to get out of there. I'm not talking about you. Look to your neighbors that are destroying your projects. Look to the people that are causing problems. That's who I'm talking about. You know what I mean if that's you. $2.5 billion for elderly disabled Section 8 housing retrofits. So... Here's how Section 8 housing works. Um, I'm a landlord, and the government gives me money to rent to you for cheap because you're disadvantaged. Now the government's going to give me more money to improve my housing uh, so that I increase the underlying value of my real estate. And once I do that far enough, maybe I'll um, decide I don't want to be in Section 8 housing anymore and sell off the property and uh, recoup the investment. Thank you, Uncle Sam, for putting the homeless person out on the street again and helping me improve my property and make more money. Five billion, five billion for community planning and development fund. You know what that is? Five point two billion. It's going to Acorn. Acorn gets all of that money. Acorn, the same people that are under investigation for voter fraud, the ones that helped get Barack Obama elected. Those guys, they're getting five point two billion. Remember how little I've said actually goes to construction so far. Five point two billion for Acorn. How about we take that $5.2 billion if we're going to spend it anyway? Again, I'm not saying we should do this, but if we're going to spend it anyway, and we throw that into the power generation, I'd be up to about uh, $50 billion worth of solar panels and windmills and tidal energy generation right now. But no, no, we'll give it to Acorn. So they can go out and register more Democrats. 
Okay? $1.5 billion for homeless assistance grants. I don't even know what that means. I'm done. And then $79 billion. That's a pretty big number. It's going for state fiscal stabilization. State fiscal stabilization. What does that mean? Well, what Firetoad said it means is the end of states' rights. And some level it might. And how many times have you heard your state say, well, we wish we could do this with the highway system, but we'll lose our federal money. So he's right. When the federal, you know, federal government holds a checkbook, they can make the states do things like install HOV lanes when everybody knows they don't work and they don't help. And it's asinine. And if you could add an additional lane, everybody should drive on it. And that would be the best thing for traffic. It would be the best thing for pollution. It would be the best thing for everybody. But no, since the federal government wants it that way, and they want to sell it as something that helps global warming and encourages carpooling, states have to do it. So yeah, you're right. But I told you what was going to happen. I told you this months ago when we started bailing these people out. I said there are states all over the union that are in virtual financial collapse. And as soon as we start bailing out banks, Wall Street brokers, and automakers, the governors from the states started putting together a want list, and they went to Washington and they said, hey, if you're going to bail out industry, you have to bail out the states. That $79 billion is to bail out the states that are in danger of bankruptcy. I think my state's getting like a billion dollars, which I don't even understand. I don't understand why Texas gets anything. We had an $8 billion surplus two years ago. So I guess Rick Perry has managed to piss that away. I wasn't even aware that we've screwed that up already. But this is so California doesn't go broke, can't make those uh, welfare payments, and we don't have L.A. riots too. That's what that is. $79 billion to bail out the states, just like I said it would be. And now I want to finish with this. And I want you to understand how bad this is. I want to remind you of what Ron Paul said when he launched his presidential campaign. If we were to cut spending instead of increase it to where it was in 2001, where we didn't exactly spend a little bit of money, right? We spent a shitload of money in 2001. Plenty to run a government. We could 100% eliminate the federal income tax for individuals. No person, rich or poor, would ever have to pay a dime in federal income tax again. And all we have to do is cut spending to 2001 levels. Instead, what we've done with this one bill is double spending in 2009. Now, ask yourself, if we eliminated income tax, no one had to pay it. Businesses didn't even have to worry about the administration cost of taking it out of your paycheck. And all that money went in your hands. What would the American people do? How much more innovation would they create? How many more companies could afford to hire more people? How big of a boom would that be to the economy? How many companies from around the world would say, you know what, it's uh, really attractive to do business in the United States now. Our money goes further because more of the money we pay a worker actually ends up in his hands at the end of the day. And if we're manufacturing in America, we can sell in America without importation, and the American consumer has more money in his hands. So how much would that do for our economy? That's the way you fix this economy. Ron Paul's plan was perfect. The only thing is, you know, it was just getting started. You want to go back to the gold standard and everything else, and I'm for all of that. But that alone could, could pull us right out of this mess. You'd see Wall Street boom overnight. The Dow would go over 11,000 within three months if we did that. 
and it could be done, and a lot of government people would lose jobs, but you know what? We've created enough private sector jobs to offset that. And we'd start to put this country back on the road that it was. But we're not going to do that. We're going to throw this money away. And this money is not a stimulus package because we're going to spend it again in 2010 and 2011. And a lot of the things that actually are stimulus in this, the few things that actually do create jobs, they don't even kick in until late 2010. They're going to spend the money on Acorn right away, but they're going to spend the money on actually building roads in like August of 2010. Why did I tell you this today? Because I want you to be more angry about this than you are about how much money a Goldman Sachs executive got in a bonus. Because you probably only have the energy to be angry about one thing at one time. And you definitely, you can be angry about more than one thing, but you only have the energy to maybe make a phone call about one thing at one time. So I'm asking you, if you think this is crap, and if you think this is good stuff, and you think I'm wrong, then call your senator and tell him you want him to support this thing. But if you agree with me and this is a pile of crap, call your senators today and Monday, and Tuesday, and every day up until these assholes vote on this and say, I do not want this. Make the phone calls. Go on record. And know when it happens, and it's going to happen anyway. We're not going to change it. But I want you to go on record. And I want you to have a feeling when you see this country begin to just decay and go into all-out socialism from this, that you didn't stand silent. I want you to be empowered. Because next week, I'm going to be talking about all the ways that you can make a difference for yourself, for your family, and for your, the individuals around you that you care about in spite of this crap. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is you're not going to be able to feel helpless. You're not going to be able to feel like your voice doesn't matter. And you're not going to be able to feel like your actions don't matter. You're going to have to know that everything that you do matters. And even when you can't win a fight, you fight the fight. So I'm asking you to do that today. If you think this is wrong, make two freaking phone calls. It ain't that much. And have a sense of power that your voice was heard. And that you can make that phone call and nobody in black suits shows up at your house and hauls you away. Feel that power. And then tune in next week. And I'm going to tell you how to use that power in ways that make a difference for your individual life, no matter what these assholes do. This has been Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast, helping you figure out how to live a better life if times get tough, or even if they don't. You can scream, and you can holler, it really doesn't matter. Spend